0: A young man, the son of a former prominent CEO at YouTube, is dead. After his family says it appears he may have overdosed at his college dorm, we're discussing the awful news and what happens next in an investigation like this with former NYPD Sergeant Joe Jackalone. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law and Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. We are learning more about the tragic death of a 19-year-old student at the University of California, Berkeley campus, Marco Troper. He was found unresponsive in his dorm on the Clark Care campus section of student housing last Tuesday around four in the afternoon. And first responders from Berkeley Fire Department, they tried to revive him, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Marco Troper, who is in his first year at the university pursuing a degree in math, is the son of former YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki, and she had resigned from her position in February of 2023 to, quote, start a new chapter focused on my family, health, and personal project. Here's another interesting note. His aunt, Anne Wojcicki, she was the co-founder and CEO of DNA testing company 23andMe, she was actually married to Google's co-founder for several years. Now, speaking of the family, Troper's grandmother, Esther Wojcicki, she told San Francisco media outlets that it appears Troper took some sort of drug, saying, quote, he ingested a drug and we don't know what was in it. One thing we do know, it was a drug. It should be clear, though, police are waiting for results of a toxicology screening, which can, our understanding, take up to a month. We'll talk more about it. Uh, She said that he was very active on campus. He was a member of the Zeta Psi fraternity. A UC Berkeley spokesperson confirmed that there was a student death in a campus dorm and said that there were no signs of foul play but an investigation is underway into this young man's death i want to bring in right now joe jackalone former sergeant with the nypd to talk about this case and can also check out uh, joe's podcast true crime with the sarge on youtube uh joe great to have you here really sad case they say there are no signs of foul play um but that doesn't mean that the investigation's over talk to me about what you think law enforcement is doing right now behind the scenes
1: Sure, Jesse, so what what you have
0: is you treat every
1: death as if it's suspicious until proven otherwise, right? So you collect your evidence, you take your photographs, you do everything that you're supposed to do. So when you treat things like a homicide, this way, if it happens that, let's say, the medical examiner comes back with a manner of death as homicide, or the toxicology reports come back with something strange, then you already have the scene process and it's not like you can go back and, and do it again, right? Because there's no there's no do overs in this. So I'm sure that they documented the scene. They interviewed other people that live on the floor. If he has a roommate, uh, maybe they'll find if he has a you know a significant other. They will talk to them. Of course, they're going to talk to family members. See what was going on in the in the in this this kid's life. Uh, it's what we call creating that victimology, trying to find out everything you can about the person who is deceased, because. You can sometimes, you know, uncover a lot of information in regards to that.
0: Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. To catch up on the latest episodes, Got your happy price, price line. The fact that the, uh, the grandmother made a statement about a drug being in his system, are you surprised that she knew about that? Are you surprised that law enforcement might have told her that fact? I, again, this is coming from her. I don't believe that we have an official, uh, like we said, we don't have the toxicology reports, but the fact that she made that statement seemed to be pretty definitive. Would you be surprised if law enforcement told the family that?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if law enforcement gave uh, them an idea of what they think that what they think happened in this scene right so that's something you know not unusual where they would confide with somebody but they would hope that it wouldn't come out in the media you know sometimes i guess you know especially nowadays with social media and everybody uh, that is on top of these cases they should just make, make sure that the family knows listen don't release this information because you know what we've seen cases where Drug dealers have been prosecuted, and we don't want to, you know, spook the person, and then this person flees and everything else that goes on along with it. But there might be things at the scene that indicated that this was a drug overdose, right? So remnants of the packaging, maybe remnants of the drugs that were were left over, maybe there is paraphernalia, you know, needles or what have you. We we don't know, right? So. There could be plenty of things that indicate that this was a drug overdose, but we have to wait and see exactly what the toxicology reports is and what the police department's official statement will be, including that of the medical examiner when he or she determines the cause and manner of death.
0: And let's talk about that for a little bit in the sense that uh, in California, someone recently was convicted of murder for supplying fentanyl. Now, we're not saying that's the drug, but we are now seeing this surge in cases of people being prosecuted for drugs they supplied. I think in Texas, they made it a murder if you either distribute or manufacture fentanyl that kills someone. And so there's this new stance, which in one sense, it's interesting because it's a way to try to stop. This epidemic from continuing on. But on another hand, it's really interesting trying to target people who have supplied these drugs that ultimately result in someone's death. So while this might not be a case of foul play, if there was a drug in the system, walk me through what the process is in trying to figure out who supplied the drug.
1: Well, a lot of times when you're dealing with drug cases, uh, you have drug dealers that actually mark their packaging so you can actually find out exactly where this came from. And also remember, too, that this is a very large campus. It's very close to San Francisco, which we know has a huge fentanyl problem. And you have a situation where you can talk to the other kids on campus and find out, you know, where they're getting their supply from. I mean, it's just, Sometimes it's just that, you know, old gumshoe detective work, knocking on doors, talking to people, and, you know, putting people at ease, too, because the kids don't want to get themselves in trouble. They don't want to you know their parents to find out. But this is just something that the police department will do during their canvases. And it's just. It's just basically investigative 101, and yes, we're starting to see prosecutions across the country on this, even in New York, they're looking at this stuff. I don't know if you're going to get murder statutes, because if you start charging people with murder, then your murder stats start going up, so we're going to pro- we'll probably see lesser charges in regards to that, but it's a deterrent, but there also needs to be interdiction, too, and we need to kind of focus on what are some of the things that have gone wrong. With some of these new progressive ideas that have kind of said, you know, we're going to have these open air drug markets, basically, and we're going to have these drug sites. I think, unfortunately, it's led to more stuff.
0: Hey, so we're going to get back to the story in just a minute. But one of the reasons that we're able to bring you stories like this and continue to provide you this kind of content is because of the incredible support that we get from our partners. And I want to highlight one in particular right now. Morgan and Morgan, I always love talking about Morgan and Morgan, the largest personal injury law firm in the country. You know, one of the things they do so well is they make it easy for their clients in these very difficult and traumatic personal injury cases. They have completely modernized the process from submitting your claim to uploading documents to talking to your whole legal team. They have 4,000 support staff, by the way. It can all be done from your smartphone. That's it. You can see if you have a case in just a few minutes. Look, the truth is, if you're hurt, you need to know how to protect your rights and whether your injury could be worth millions. If you're going to take on big insurance companies that sometimes lowball offers, you need a big law firm. And Morgan & Morgan, they don't settle for those offers. They recently won verdicts of $12 million in Florida, $6.8 million in New York, and $26 million in Pennsylvania, which are all higher than the highest insurance offers for these accidents. And get this, the fee, absolutely free unless you win. So to start your claim now with Morgan & Morgan, go to forthepeople.com slash sidebar or click the link in the description and pinned in the comments. Well, uh, Troper's grandmother, she also said tragedy is very hard to sustain, makes you want to hide in a closet and never come out. But I think that the main thing is that we need to push forward to see what we can do to help other people so there won't be any other kids who end up like Marco. You, the toxicology reports it takes about thirty days. Is there any way that it could be expedited?
1: It can be expedited. It depends on how many uh, you know cases are in the queue and how many of them uh, are going to be able to say like this is something that is you know some definitely suspected foul play. So if the police suspect foul play, they can definitely get this done quicker. And 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 they remember the the medical examiner's office is the one who actually does this. So it's that collaboration between the police department and the medical examiner's office. So that you know the police department really can ask them if they can expedite it, but it's not
0: really up to them.
1: And I'm sure they'd like to get the test, but yes, it could take anywhere from four to six weeks to get back a toxicology reports, so depending on what's in the queue.
0: And let me just uh, finish this up by saying uh, some more comments from this young man's grandmother. She described him as the most kind, loving, smart, fun, and beautiful human being. Said their family is devastated beyond comprehension, that his life was cut too short. We're all devastated thinking about all the opportunities and life experiences that he will miss and we will miss together. Marco, we all love you and miss you more than you will ever know. Just a really, really sad case here, Joe. And uh, hopefully we get a few more answers uh, as to what happened. Um, and, and it seems to me that also the university is trying to be have a role in this as well and be cooperative because do they take some of the responsibility that one of their students died on their campus?
1: Well, yeah, we've seen this happen before with universities. They're very protective of their own brand. So I always kind of, you know, look at this with a, like an eye wide open when universities are involved in trying to control the narrative, so to speak. I mean, we saw this with Idaho. We, you know, with the quadruple murder up there. It ha- things that happen on campus affects enrollment. Affects, you know, parents sending their kids to school because they they assume that everything is safe. Uh, so yes, I mean, we need to determine exactly what transpired here if this was an accidental overdose or something else. But yes, uh, parents should be concerned about what, what this investigation reveals.
0: Yeah, just a, again, really, really sad case, but we wanted to talk about it. Joe Jackalone, former sergeant with the NYPD. You can check out his podcast, True Crime with Sarge on YouTube. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Jesse. All right, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. We'll speak to you next time.